You better than me. What's up, everyone? It is your girl, Kristen. And of course, I have my girl, Fallon, here today. And we are back with another episode of the You Better Than Me podcast. We are very excited to be back. And we're about to just hop into it. Now, earlier this season, (laughs) earlier this season, we were speaking to you guys about winning and us both being in our winning season and just having some some good things happening for us. Uh, You know, as we mentioned before, Fallon's getting married. I started a new job. But one of the things about this winning season, something that has come out to me is what do you do when people um, don't really support you in your winning season. And I don't just mean any, any people. I'm speaking about people that are your friends and people that are your family members. Like, how do you even go about handling that, Fallon? I had to take me a sip of water on that one now. Um, <laughs> baby, because it seems like winning season has been revealing a lot of fake like love. I was saying, Oof. winning season has definitely revealed a lot of people who might not really be wanting to see you win. Yes. And, and people always say that weddings and funerals and all these things bring out the worst in people. Like you see people's true side anytime somebody passes away or is about to get married. That and I is feel so like true. that is is so real. Yeah, that is so real. I know, you know, I've had big losses in my life. And um, of course, when somebody dies, it's like, I don't know, there's always an issue of money, <laughs> where whether it be money to pay or money that you receive and people just feel some type of way. I remember I ended up getting like a car for my birthday and it was like after my mom passed and one of my family members just treated me like, trash and i'm like bruh i'd rather have my mama back than to have this car like do you realize that like this car means absolutely nothing to me if i could have my mom back i just trade it and you know i think material things can bring out that same little jealous envious low-key feeling of oh I, i was happy with her winning but i didn't want her to win that big or i didn't want to see her win You hit the nail on the head. Yes, because people want you to do good, but they don't want you to do better than them or they don't want you to do better than what they expect you to do. So there are times when you have won something, but it goes into, you know, getting a new job. Oh, girl, you making bank. And then if you discuss your salary, which I personally think the black women should discuss their salary amongst other black women in their same little areas of work or in general. But when you discuss that salary, that's when the haters start coming out like, oh, I didn't know you was doing it like that. Or you like, go out with that much. Oh, really? Yeah. You go out, you get it because you, you got big bank and it's like, that's like hating, you know? So I feel like this can be such a multi-layered conversation, um, just noticing different things happening. And hopefully the devil going to stop being busy and let me get this story out because, right. <laughs> because the topic is important. And I do believe that 
people need to be cognizant of it so that they can identify when it's time for them leaves to fall because Mm -hmm. every person is not meant to go with you through every season, every situation. And I know you've heard it before, but like elevation definitely leads to separation. Um, It doesn't always have to be bad. It doesn't always have to be like a falling out. It doesn't always have to be like some messy shit or anything like that. I just feel like it's the natural progression of life that when people start changing or like changes start happening for them, that you really have to like let go of certain things, Um, even with like relationships. So I feel like for me, just the dynamics of a lot of the friendships that I had prior to being engaged, prior to being a betrothed woman, um, like I had to move a different way right, and, I, right. and I probably steal all of my man's uh, words or whatever, but you know, you got to move different when you're doing different things. Um, in doing that, I feel like a lot of people start moving differently around you too, but sometimes the moves might be sideways. Sometimes those moves might be that yep, yep behind your back or trying to say you changing everything. And it's like, if somebody hasn't changed in their relationship, then that's a problem, right? right. Because why would they, their person even want to be with them if they still were doing the same things or going out all night, do, hanging out with random niggas and just doing stuff like that, that a single person can do. Like you have to move different, but then there'll be those people that's kind of like, oh girl, you acting funny. All you want to do is be with your man and da 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 Like you can't not move differently when you're going in a different direction. Yeah. And it's it's funny that you say that because, you know, I did have that experience with a friend that was like, oh, it's like, you know, you with your person. It's like when you've been single for so long or you've been in, you know, not the best situations or situationships and you find something and that something is, let's just say 70 percent good is making you feel good about yourself. You want to be around that. You know what I mean? And and it's crazy because on the flip side, these same people will come back and be like, when I get my man, don't think I'm going to be talking to y'all because I'm going to be with my man. It's like, right. You will do that, but you won't allow me a chance to do that as well. And I think we have to be extremely honest about what it is. Sometimes when we are in friendships and we grow and we change at different times, it, it throws off the balance being just a little yeah. bit. And I think, I think as much as we say that we're adults and we communicate, we don't really communicate that to one another. And I've been guilty of it too. Like most of my friends that I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not friends with them, but I I can say I'm cordial too. At the time when we were deep in our friendships, they were getting married and they were getting, you know, having kids and things of that nature. And I felt like I was the outsider because that yeah. was what my world was. And so that made me feel a certain type of way to see your friends communicating more with people that have a likeness with them and less with somebody that doesn't have, you know, that same likeness with them. And that made yes. me horrible to be honest with you, but it's hard to communicate because once you communicate that, then it's like, oh, well, you must be jealous. And it's like, I'm not jealous. It's just that sometimes you end up being sad or grieving a situation that once was because you know with some of your your friendships in those friendships it once was a time where you always went out late you stayed out late you could send a little eggplant picture 
And nowadays, you can't receive no eggplant pictures. You know what I mean? You got like Fallon is a is a woman over there. Like she's taken. I'm not even about to yeah. send that disrespect to her phone because I don't know exactly what's going on right now. And I think we just have to be honest about the seasons and the roles and the feelings. And I know we said it before, but you know, even outside of romantic relationships and friendships, we need to be able to call out feelings yes. um, to one another. And we need to be able to do it in a way that there is no judgment because I always say you are allowed to feel how you feel simply for the fact that they are your feelings. Yes. And opinions too. You know, it's right, like, wrong, or indifferent. You allowed to have that. Yeah. And I think that that goes with opinions and like anything, uh, because we are all like grown, grown at this point. So mm -hmm. people going to have misunderstandings. People are going to read something and get a completely different interpretation than you. You got to really know how to fight fair or or have adverse opinions and resolve conflict in, in your friend groups, your relationships, just in adulthood all together. Mm -hmm. Like you really got to learn how to fight fair. And I feel like it's a lot of people out here punching below the belt because they don't have the emotional maturity to address their feelings or speak and use their words and say how something has made them feel or they would be more content to just kind of uh, talk around it or just, you know, retreat and, and cause a situation that could have been all avoided by actually being grown and, and picking up the phone or using your words and saying, hey, I don't like this or hey, I don't agree with this. I definitely agree. I think I saw a quote before. This was a while. Um, it's like, I probably can't remember it, but it was basically about the about being outspoken because for me and my friend groups and my family, I'm very outspoken. I just feel like, you know, I just, you know, I can choose what and when to say it, but I'm still outspoken. And yeah. something um, that I read was like, when you, and this was in, this was regarding work um, when I was reading this quote, but it was like, when you are like the outspoken person at work, um, people like you because you're the superhero, but then people dislike you because you're the villain. Yeah. This is exactly how I felt in certain situations. You know, there have been situations and I, I'm not sure if we spoke about this last last season, but there have been certain situations that I was in where I simply said, hey, I'm not going to say nothing because yeah. I'm always the outspoken person. So if I don't say nothing, can't nobody say. Well, Kristen said. <laughs> exactly. And that kind of backfires on you, too, because even when you don't say anything because you've always said something and now you are not saying something. People still want to make it seem like you have said something, even when you yeah. have. So then you yeah. end up being the villain again. <laughs> and it's just weird. No, it is. I, I And I truly think that a lot of times, even at work, um, misery loves company. Oh, um, yeah. They speaking up or trying to change a agenda item or whatever. Like a lot of times people can feel threatened by just simple stuff like mm -hmm. Very simple stuff. And I and I really feel like it comes down to people not knowing how to use their words right. and not knowing how to say what's on their mind and how to say it in a productive way. Um, it's no point in biting your tongue. Like, why you got to down yourself or, or dumb Kristen down just because you don't want to be the person who's going to take the initiative when the person sitting next to you probably thinking the same thing, but they scared to like, they don't know how to open their mouths and like use their words. That's one of those use your words, grow up, use your words type of situations. Yeah. And I experienced that at work too, where I just flat out at my last job, 
I had to say, I am not the voice of the people. When I speak, I'm only speaking for myself because one thing you're not going to do is push me up and say something for everybody because I did not come into this world with everybody. But if you feel that way or you have an issue or whatever, you need to be the one to speak up for it. And I, I remember telling the guy, he would, he would come to me. And he's like, but you see what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm nobody's supervisor. So my opinion means absolutely nothing. I just know that I am always going to advocate on my own behalf. And I suggest that you do the same thing. Yeah. And that and that's part of why you in your winning season now, because you actually spoke up and, and said that you wanted something different and actually went out there and got it. Um, yes. A lot of times people don't do that. A lot of times people going to just sit and wallow in their misery and not take the steps to better themselves or their situation. And that it's just it's wild. I still yeah. feel like uh, support. It's seasonal or it can be. It shouldn't be. But in life, it feels like it's it's some circumstances where support has been seasonal in my life. For example, I can almost count the number of people who were in my life when things weren't going as great as they were. I could think of the friends who probably enjoy hearing all the bad dating stories, all the bad situationships, all the bad whatever. They just got a kick out of the the down down part of me where, you know, oh, it's entertaining. Oh, we're getting all the fun and all the right. laughs and giggles and whatever, whatever. But then when the narrative changed, they kind of was like, whoa, whoa, I, I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't, I don't think I like this. Like... Or even with school. Oh, now you're in law school. Oh, oh, now you're acting different. Oh, okay. Like I felt separation happening between myself and like a particular friend from high school. Like when I started meeting new people and mm-hmm. bringing new energies into my life, just to kind of match the trajectory that I was on, I, I found a lot of people kind of hesitant about that or not necessarily wanting to see it or finding things to say, like those little sidebar comments, like, oh, well, your new friends are over oh, this or over oh, that, like stuff like that. And that's the worst, the sidebar comments, I'm telling you, because these people with these sidebar comments, they would never say it to the person that they're speaking of ever. Like I said, I had a friend that, you know, would talk to another friend after the relationship kind of dwindled between us. And anytime she would ask about me, she would say, your little friend. It's like, I'm nobody's little friend. Like, I'm big dog. Put some respect on my name. I ain't little nothing. Don't call me <laughs> Put some respect on my name. But that side commentary will take you out because you can be standing right there in somebody's face and they won't say anything. And the funny thing about it is when you know when people have said these things and they still coming around you like yes. nothing. Like, And I have a hard time dealing with that. I, I tell you, I have a hard time dealing with it because I'm one of those people where either I would try my best not to say nothing but if I do say something, I'm going to overdo it. I'm going to get word vomit. And it's going to be really, really, really hard to stop me. It's going to yeah. be relentless. And so that's the thing. Like, I always have to, like, say in my mind, I say this often because I don't want to have high blood pressure. Like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth yes. it? And sometimes it'd be worth it because <laughs> I know that you are, Lori, but I tell you all the time, I miss my calling. Like, if it was me going on a defense, defending my story and myself, I'm going to always go for it and probably overdo yeah. it. So <laughs> and do and do the most. And see, do I, the think, most. I think because I am a lawyer that 
I don't be wanting to argue in my real life. I don't have time for that. Like I, I literally I see that too. pay to resolve conflict. I strive for the highest level of peace in my life possible. I don't want no drama. I don't want no people talking shit about me. I don't want nobody thinking I did this and I didn't really do it. Like I try to live my life as straightforward as I can just because mm-hmm. I don't like conflict. I don't even want conflict up in my home or my bedroom or nothing. Like right. I don't want nothing. Like I'm going to say smoke my whole life. Like I don't want no bad energy <laughs> around me anytime. Obviously we live in a real world and conflict is, right. you can't avoid it sometimes, but I try my best to like mitigate every situation. If I feel like I said something wrong to somebody I, I'm I'm grown enough to be like, oh, that was my bad. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, that came out wrong. Like, I don't have no problem owning up to it because, again, like I said, I'm a grown woman. Like, any statement that I'm going to put out there, you know, I'm going to have my belief system in it. Right. I, I'm not going to just be talking out the side of my neck mm-hmm. or whatever, but I'm, I'm going to stand by it. So, occupationally, that make my life... To a, a factor or a point where I don't want to waste my time with no bullshit. And that's just like flat out. So anytime I feel like I have to go back and address things or or try to have a convo, my first inkling is to walk away or move away or retreat from it. But there got to be ways that, you know, people can like solve these situations as adults. Like how can you conflict resolution conflict revolutionalize as an adult <laughs> and I'm making her words I know but how how can we really do that like how can we fix it I think the first step is like being honest that's the first step being honest and then ownership because you know if you said something and someone else heard you say it you said that shit you know what I'm yeah. saying like you said it and you need to own it and then after you've done that you need to provide, you know, your reasons as to why you said it. Like I said this, Kristen, because I felt, and that's when you start using your feelings. I feel hurt because because sometimes people be hurt because of stuff that has nothing to do with you. I felt hurt because I was dealing with the loss of a loved one. And I brought that into this situation. And at that point in time, it was easier for me to blame something on you as opposed to separate what was going on with me personally, aside from you. Yeah. And I'm saying that just speaking from my own situation where people, you know, put you in things. My whole thing is one thing about me, you know, most recently is I try to own my ish. Like, you know, there are things that I've done that I'm not proud of, but it's what I wanted to do. And if somebody brought it to me, I own it because I did it because I wanted to do it. And that's one area. But then in another area, like just most recently, I had a friend that <laughs> I don't know if she listened, but if she did, hey, girl. Anyways, I had a friend that I called drunk, right? Because to me, she exhibited signs of being drunk because I seen her drunk before and she was doing these same things again. So I was like, girl. And it was about just something like making a point because I'm always trying to make a point. Right. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that's not it because, you know, you're drunk. And this person got so offended. I've never seen them this offended before. And they were like, just got quiet. And also, I don't like that because I don't want it to seem like I'm being a bully in a situation where my friend or whomever feels like they lost a voice. Like I could visibly see they're just quiet, not saying anything. Other friends at the table are just like, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay, but not really saying anything. And then when it's time to get up, like they're like, I wasn't drunk. And I'm like, 
or before they got up, I wasn't drunk and you calling me drunk. And I was just like, listen, I apologize um, if I thought that you were drunk or, you know, I apologize for calling you drunk because maybe I thought you were drunk and you weren't drunk, but I apologize for saying it. You know, you don't have to worry about me calling you drunk ever again. And that yeah. was, that, you know, I apologize. It wasn't, um, I didn't say I apologize if you, if I made you feel, it was like, no, yeah. I apologize for doing it because you already told me how you, how you felt. So I apologize for doing it. And so yeah. that was that, you know, we carried on with the night and then maybe a week went by before we hung out again. When we got back together, <laughs> I think she brought it up or whatever. And she was like, I got home and I was thinking about you calling me drunk. And I was just like, Kristen ain't gonna never call me drunk again. I said, guess what? You ain't got to worry about me ever calling you drunk again. I said, and the reason why I called you drunk is because you exhibited signs from when yeah, I know that you, you were drunk yeah. before. So because I've been around you, I know what your drunk looks like. But I don't know if it was because other people were around us and maybe I made her feel, she didn't say, maybe I made her feel inadequate because I called her out on the spot. But I feel like that was just such a good way to have conflict resolution. And I feel like yeah. it's important for us to take ownership during our friendships and our relationships and call things out and not really wait. Because yeah. wait, that dead space is what adds to the animosity. Yeah, like yeah, the wedding that I was kicked out of, you know, nothing, you know, nothing else was said between me and this person, but there was so much time, space, dead weight that you know, in your mind, anything could have happened or somebody could say this or whatever. And you just uh, you just there to believe whatever. Yeah. You know, while we uh, wait on this moment, how about we take a minute to pay the church's money and let me find me a cough drop for my yes. throat <laughs> and get my throat drop. together. And then we'll come back because I really want to get into this and share my story. That yes. the good Lord snatched my voice away from me <laughs> telling initially. So we're going to pay them churches coins. All righty. Do you have a business, brand, or even a creative idea? Power Media Network can help you design a strategy to make your brand impactful. Visit www.powermedianetwork.com today to schedule a free consultation. Power Media Network, next level media. Okay, so you... We're kind of talking about a situation where there was a misunderstanding between friends. You apologize. You addressed it. The feelings that happened, you know, were acknowledged or whatever. And you said something about waiting to do that. Now, when we first got on here, I had it on my heart to tell of a situation. But I know the way that I was going to tell it probably was not the most pleasant. Mm -hmm. um, hence why. I had that aerial, I just want to have a voice moment and, and have my little <laughs> fit. That must have been God blocked it. God I think it was. Because <laughs> now I feel like vocally free, but I feel like I can I can say or talk about it a little differently than I probably was going to initially. So this will be the only time I ever speak on this again, too, by the way. So there was someone who basically felt like I didn't greet them appropriately um, at an at a event. And it went from that to months later, me finding out that this person had taken that and ran with it and just basically called me everything but a child of God on, on you know, in the publics and probably to whoever else would listen. And I didn't even know it. 
Now we always talk about one-sided beef. That's that's like my mm-hmm. biggest pet peeve in life. Like if somebody has a problem with me, please tell me. Say it to my face. We are grown. You get punched. That's on you. But still, <laughs> tell me. Say it to my face. Right. That person didn't do that. That there was never a conversation. There was never anything. And I honestly didn't even know that they felt smited or whatever until I saw signs of them talking shit like a child on the internet or talking shit about me um, to whatever imaginary audience they have that's listening, you know? And I feel like if you felt like I did something to you, if it's not in my track record of my character to not speak or show appreciation or whatever, which is not, especially when you're in a room with like 75 people, like I'm going to try to give my attention to however I please and whomever I please, how I see fit to do it. Um, but even then, if the event is to celebrate me, then I should have had the, the benefit of moving how I wanted to. I, I truly wish that person had said something to me versus taking mm-hmm. the route that they did. And all this could have been avoided because now you got me out here hating your ass and, and feeling like all this this time that you was one of them people that we talked about earlier that was not celebrating your your winning season really like you was one of them people that was in the background just stewing seeing good things happen but really having a bunch of negative shit in your mouth about me when when the camera turned off or whatever um i'm trying to see how to how to move past that situation how to evolve from it um time has passed since the actual incident it's been almost a year now yeah, and it's been almost a year, but you know, new revelations of just shit talk came to me that I that I saw, and you know, it's still it's still having an effect. Like you still be hurt, mm-hmm. especially if it's somebody that you were cool with, and that's why I guess I have to be really careful about the words that I use when I label relationships now, because I'm calling mm-hmm. people my friends or my homeboys or my homegirls or whatever. I need to use the right terms. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a person that I used to know in college that I was cool with, but now we are grown and that's not, I can't just be saying you're my friend because we're not the same people that we were 20 years ago. Um, how would I, I guess, or how would you navigate this situation? So I feel like, you know, because we are friends outside of this podcast, so I know a little bit more about it, but I feel like, you know, with, with the celebratory situation, it being your birthday and not like you being engaged, I think this is what makes it even more difficult because every time you live another year, you have a birthday. Yes. So why would you feel like, like this isn't even anything to be jealous of, it is life. So yeah. why would you feel like, A, you needed to be greeted? Why would you feel any type of way? I feel like because now so much time has passed, um, I don't even think it's worth addressing. And the only reason why I say that is because just speaking from a similar experience, not really, but a similar experience where I tried to address someone where time had passed between us having a misunderstanding or if other people want to call it a falling out or whatever. When I tried to do that, that person was so unreceptive. And when I went to that person, it was a clear conscious. Um, I wasn't upset. You know, I wasn't anxious. I wasn't loud talking, anything like that. And when I tried to have a conversation with them, it was so basic, like, hey, I know we haven't talked in a long time, but, you know, I hope things are going well with you. And they kind of like blew me off. Like, it's okay, girl. It's okay. 
And a couple of a couple of my friends were speaking about how women have an ego. And this is yeah. the same person that called me the little friend. Yeah. In my head, it was like somersaults happening. Because yeah. I feel like as a person, I've humbled myself to come to you just to clear the air because it's no beef. I have no yeah. beef. But I can honestly say there's nobody right now that I'm mad with or having animosity against. And at that time, I didn't have any beef with anyone, including her. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I wouldn't even address it because I do feel like things play out how they're supposed to play out. I feel like when you have different seasons in life, you speak about plants because I'm a, I'm a plant mom. There are seasons where my plants die. Yeah. They die. And sometimes they come back and other times they don't come back. Yeah. You know, you can do whatever you want to do to revive these plants. And if your soil ain't good, and when I'm speaking about soil, I'm speaking about foundation. Because this is not the same situation as if Fallon's being engaged. This is life. Some people don't make it to 40. Yeah. And so to do all that, it just was not called for. I would not engage, interact reach out because I feel like, you know, from the things that you share, it's almost like a smear campaign. And that's kind of how from my situation too. And it's like, if somebody smear your name like that, if I'm such a bad person, I want to have good people around me and I have good people around me and I know that you have good people around you. So you probably have just as many good people around you than this one negative person that you don't even need to address again. Yeah, that's real. You didn't got over here preaching in, in tabernacle and I feel like I need my tambourine. <laughs> um, but some of the things you just said, but I don't think it's no way to come back from that. Like if somebody has basically said everything negative, hurtful that they could think of, even making up stuff about you and we are grown, mind you, this is 40. Like we are really knee deep up in our adulthood at this point. Right. Like, these are feelings you probably always felt. Like mm-hmm. you ain't never like me. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I should have to ever extend the olive branch ever oh, again. Wow. Like at this point, I, I ain't gonna say I got no enemies because I think that's a strong and powerful word to use when people have no power against you. Right. Um, you're not a real true enemy. Um you are just like somebody who is miserable, who probably is just over there sick to their stomach to see the winning season happening um, and probably even sicker to your stomach to know that I, the person was oblivious that there was a one-sided beef in the first place. Right. You ain't, you had no clue. Yes. And that... I feel like they were just scapegoated, to be honest with you, because it could have been something else going on in this person's life. Again, like my situation that I spoke of earlier, sometimes people go through other things and then they... It's misplaced anger. Yeah. And that's well, that what was it was. a lot of uh, misplacement. And I'm making up all kind of words, but uh <laughs> that that was a lot of, of misplaced. That was like 30 years of of I hate you, like damn near on yeah. Nas, Jay-Z, who shot you. But then it makes you question the validity of the original friendship. And that's why you don't even have to go back to it because it's like, if you could do this to me over one misunderstanding, you probably didn't ever even like me because you didn't even give me a chance to explain my side of the story. Exactly. And then that has me like looking at the people who were in common, like the people who may have known that all this was going on in the background and never said it. Like there has to be a way for grown people to effectively communicate when they don't agree with something 
how to effectively communicate when somebody has done something that hurts your feelings or you mm-hmm. feel some type of way about and and not let it fester and rot and become something just so toxic that you out here destroying lives got me like black candles and shit over your ass like don't let it get to that level like it's not worth it and i think that just that's one of those things we really got to watch out for in a winning season because I feel like that winning season brings out a lot of snakes in the grass sometimes. It brings out a lot of people who may be envious or jealous or not able to fully express how they're feeling about maybe their blessing being delayed or maybe their winning season not happening in this moment. And I'm real old. I, I truly don't believe that grown people should be talking about haters like i feel like we're so beyond that at this point like why should we people need to understand that everybody has what they have what they've been blessed with like it's all yours like you work for it you got it like why are you hating Mm -hmm. in your in your 40s or 50s like why are you jealous because somebody's life is seemingly better than yours like it's no reason to be a hater ever like who like why are you even sitting up talking about it like I feel like it wastes so much energy to just sit up and be negative and like think about bad things about other people just to make yourself feel better like it's it's just I don't know it blows my mind how people can be like oh I'm everybody's a hater or I have all these haters or I hate this person like that's just a strong waste of time for somebody to dedicate that much to somebody else's life. I mean, it is, but um, I was speaking about this with friends too. I think the real issue is that when you have um, situations like this, it's because so often we play a comparison game. And in that comparison game, um, we end up being the person that feels, even though it may not be true, but you end up being the first, the person that feels inadequate. Yeah. And again, you don't know how to deal with that feeling of being inadequate. So then your way to have power over the situation or whatever it is, is to probably pull out negative traits or negative situations or negative experience that you had with these people. Um, yeah. Like I said, I've been in that situation and it's just, it's crazy. The one thing that I have that I have, have had to keep telling myself is I have good people around me because there was one time yeah. when I didn't think I had a village. Like when mm-hmm. my whole friendship at the time, and these are friendships from college, which I say, I don't have like, I don't want to say I don't have strong friendships because that would be a lie. But I will say my friendships that I've made outside of college have been much stronger, even with people that have gone to my college that I haven't even, that we didn't have a friendship in college, but we've developed something outside of college are much stronger than those relationships in college. But I have to consistently tell myself, you have a village of people that love you, that care about you, that want to see you in and that want to support you in one I think I said this before, but, you know, during my birthday, I had my friends just pretty much affirm me. And, yeah. you know, in this moment, you just have to continue affirming yourself in this season that this is for you. It does not matter what anybody else says. And honestly, this is how you know that things that there's still evil in the world, because yeah. with this situation today, you wasn't even thinking about that. Like you being in your winning season and then you click or something comes across your phone or computer or whatever. And you see something where somebody has said something negative about you. Yeah. That ain't nothing but evil because you weren't even looking for it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know and then look at it. It, shift, it shifted your entire day this morning. Yeah, it really did. It, it truly did. Um, 
And I guess that's me too, needing to do some more self-work and not be so easily shaken when something happens. But I guess it was just so egregious and so evil, as you'll say, that it, it really shook me to my core that I just wasn't even expecting something like that. And it did kind of like throw me off kilter. But just talking to like friends, talking to my fiance, just like knowing that, like what you said, you have good people around you. How could you be anything that somebody else could say or make up to say about you when you have so much other validation in your life? Like you got proof of blessings. You got proof of God being good to you. You got proof of people loving you and and genuinely being in your corner that some miserable person should not be able to come in and like make you doubt that. But even with you saying that it shifted you, like we continue to speak about feelings and, you know, even between us and us holding each other accountable this morning, you had a right to say whether it shifted you or not. Listening to this or seeing this hurt my feelings because this came from somebody that you once had a relationship with, you once loved. And again, my situation last year around homecoming, me hearing something from somebody that, you know, I'm cool with. I remember picking up the phone, calling my friend saying this hurt my feelings because I wasn't even, you know, I didn't say anything on this situation. I don't even talk about this person. And then for you to put something out here about me is hurtful. And I mean, that's one of those things, you know, in our winning seasons, when people are not celebrating us in the way that we, we would like for them to celebrate us, like we still can be honest about this hurts. Yeah. It's a real feeling. That's true. That, that is very true. Just being able to use your words and, and, and verbalize and vocalize what your feelings like. Even that was, I guess, freeing for me just to say and admit it because I did not want to tell my baby how I was feeling. Like I just did not like everything in me was like, no, I don't even want to speak this. But then it's on the same accord. Like this man love you. Like he know you. Not yeah. When you said that to me, I was like, she better tell him because it's one feeling of hurt. But you about to have a whole marriage. It's going to be sometimes at work when you're going to feel hurt. And it's supposed to be a person that you got to lean upon. So I'm like, she better tell him. So when you tell me, you tell him, I was like, good. Yes. But <laughs> it's it's still life is crazy. I'll say that life is funny. Like we are all in shifts right now. Like mm-hmm. winning season can easily shift to not so winning season and quickly. Yeah. It's like the the gradual ups and downs and like ebbs and flows that we just have in life. Like just having the discernment and being able to realize that hey, these are different seasons. Like we are going through different things and just giving people grace, um, but not extending grace when motherfuckers just being evil. Um, because it's no problem apologizing to your friends if you say something wrong. If I make a statement that maybe just goes a little too far left in the group chat and somebody's feelings get hurt. Like I got to be able to swallow my, my pride and own up to it. And like, no, Hey, I, I take this back. Like I know how it sounded was bad. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry for saying this, like we got to really be able to do that and don't let time pass um, without vocalizing how you feel and then maybe bringing it up to that person. Don't ever like, don't ever waste no time trying to smear campaign or talk shit because we're not in eighth grade anymore. I mean, I feel that and I'm all for forgiveness. There are some people that I'm still, that I still have present in my life today where some of my friends are just like, eh, that person seems like a friend of me to me or whatever. But it's because I've chosen to forgive some of the things that happened. But one thing that I would have a big issue with 
And um, you better than me if you are okay with this, like mm -hmm. publicly smearing my name, my reputation, my character there. That's a difference. Like that's a different thing. Like you might be forgiven in my heart of hearts, but there's no coming back. Me because when you do things like that, that just affects your entire livelihood. Like, you know, I, we sit on this podcast, we talk about things, we speak about our experiences, but never at any time have I tried to smear somebody because yeah. of the fact that people have different experiences with different people and people are allowed to grow in different seasons. Yeah. Now, what happened between us could have just been that season for us and it's over with, but to publicly smear someone it's not cool and you better than me if you can be friends with somebody again because I can't. Yeah, and I definitely can't either and that's with relationships too. Don't come and try to talk shit about me when you were just with me. Like, why are you wasting that energy? Why are you doing that? Like, after something ended, let the leaves fall. I say that again. Let the leaves fall. It's fall now. These seasons are changing. These leaves are falling <laughs> off the tree. The tree ain't crying about no leaf falling off and we got to use that analogy for life too. Like, when the time has passed for this person in your life, it's time to let the leaves fall and let it go. It, it's just trees ain't picking up no leaves that fell off of them. That's us picking them up, putting them in a bag and throw them in the trash. And that 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 really has to be the analogy um, moving forward, I think. And especially you okay. better than me if you over here trying to tape them leaves back to them branches and after they done fell off. Um, it's funny that you say that because my best friend was just telling me today that fall for her is her season on when to fall back. Like mm -hmm. I'm falling back and I'm cutting people off because this is a new season. Everybody can come with me into the fall. So it's really funny that you say that. But speaking of winning seasons and those leaves, when you pick up those leaves and you try to put them back on that tree, I think that also um, inhibits your winning. Yeah, and I, I know for myself. I ended up I ended up cutting off a situation and I cut it off like right before I even got this job. And I promise you, I feel like the reason why I was able to move into something new is because and that it didn't block my winning season is because I cut that off. I didn't pick yeah. that back up. I just let it be what it was going to be, because even though you go through things, I do know that everything that I'm supposed to have, I'm always going to have it, whether it's, you know, in my winning season or not. But I do. Yeah. I'm so happy that I didn't pick that back up. No, you got to. That's the same as like still trying to be cool with your exes. Like if you went in in a new relationship and we get it married, it's no reason to still be hollering at X, Y, and Z or still no. trying to tag them along or still trying to keep them in the loop or anything. Like all of them, what it what once was need to be what it once don't be. <laughs> like that sounds like a riddle, but I'm just. But like, <laughs> <laughs> just say our time is up. Yes, that time is up. What it was don't need to come into what it is now. Like you gotta really close some doors because it will shut though on your winning season if you're still holding on to stuff that should have shed long ago. And that's people, that's places, that's activities, mm -hmm. that's clothes you might have worn, that's how you might have carried yourself, like all of those things. Like it gotta it gotta go on that that back burner. So that your winning season won't be interrupted by some some old leaves. Mm, I'm happy that you mentioned I'm happy you mentioned the clothes because I'm just like I need to really do a fall cleaning. Like I'm not wearing these clothes that I had pre pandemic probably ever again. They're just in the closet. Like girl, let them go. So I'm happy you said yeah. that. And um, 
I'm just happy that the people have been rocking with us for this long and that, you know, they've been able to listen to us chat about, you know, what to do and how it feels like when you're in your winning season, but you're you're losing people. Yeah. And baby, your homegirl that said the fall back is cool because I feel like that falling back really lets you put a lot of things in perspective. It lets you evaluate what you need and what you don't need. And just doing that type of inventory is so important because everything that's been with you don't always got to go with you. And I feel like somebody old black grandma because I feel like I've used so many <laughs> euphemisms tonight, but it's, it's just so real. And we don't need to be sad about sometimes losing things. Losing things is not always a bad thing. Changing for your new season, making adjustments is not always a bad thing. You ain't acting funny if you start moving different during your winning season. Like, you're not. We're supposed to grow. We're supposed to change. We're supposed to evolve to the people that fit what we're going through in that current moment. And yeah, you better than me if you still playing in the in the leaves after they done died and dried up. You're going to get some allergies, get the itching and all that. It's not going to be good for you. So you got to let that go. Rake it up, put it in a bag and throw it in the trash. Right. Shout out to my best friend, Tasha, for giving me that little insight earlier today. Yeah, no, that was a good one. That falling back. I really hope that, you know, the people are taking notes because I feel like we collectively have so much wisdom and experience just from different things that we've been through. And we're still learning. We're still going through. We're still adding, you know, little words of wisdom or like knowledge to our toolkits as we go along. Like. I, the learning hasn't stopped. Like we are good in 40 at this point and we're still hearing the life lessons and it's nothing new under the sun that, that is happening out here in the world. So I just am happy that we have a platform to be able to talk about it, um, to share with people and just, you know, be transparent and just open about it. Um, because even using our words and speaking about our feelings and stuff, it's, it's freeing for us too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that it's people out there who may have been in similar situations who, didn't know how to approach it or don't know how to approach it. So, you know, you better than me if you're not taking notes also. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you guys for like rocking with us today. Uh, We've enjoyed it. We hope you have as well. And we will be back soon with our next episode. Yes. Y'all enjoy. Bye. Bye. You Better Than Me is a podcast on Pyromedia Network, produced by Pyromedia Productions. Pyromedia Network and Pyromedia Productions are subsidiaries of Pyromedia Enterprises. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next.